Yeah, sweet. Thank you so much, Josh, for the opportunity to speak today. You're awesome, and I love what you're doing in Fort Lincoln. Eh? It's good stuff. Sweet. And thanks for jumping in with us today, guys. Um, just for, before we kind of get uh, too far into it, I want to share something. It's really bizarre. Um, I usually will never, ever get dreams in my life. Um, and Carly can be a testament to that. Like, there's probably been one or two, and even less dreams that I remember, which is kind of even more rare for me in my world. I probably don't get enough sleep, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so that may be, <laughs> there may be something that's not spiritual about that. But anyway, so I was like, the other day, um, I had this full dream, um, and it, it was crazy because um, I remembered it like bright as day as if I actually lived it. Um, and it was actually, I kid you not, it was actually about um, uh, uh, what God is doing in Port Lincoln and specifically um, One Heart Youth and what's going in in that scene. And this is quite bizarre to me. I don't think I've ever quite had a dream like it before, but I remember this this picture of like a, um, it was this this hall that was packed with young people um, of the high school age. And I, I remember specifically, it was like this bird's eye view, like um, as if you were to be kind of like looking down over a stadium. And I saw like these youth that were pressing towards the front, towards a stage in kind of like this worship style atmosphere. And I thought thought it was pretty incredible. And um, they kind of like zoomed in on um, just like this little snippet of a conversation that I was having with Josh, of course, in my dream, Josh had blonde hair for some reason. I think it must be a symbolic or something. <laughs> Josh needs to dye his hair blonde again. That's what's going on. Um, but it's um, um, all, all I remember of the conversation was um, just a, a conversation about how God was doing something in the place how there was a move of God in the youth of Port Lincoln. Mm. Um, and that's actually something I want to encourage you uh, with today, that I believe that God wants to move significantly in Port Lincoln, yeah. that God wants to touch your community. He wants to touch your school. He wants to touch your friends, mm. that they might know Jesus, that they might have their life radically changed, that the, the, the things that may have held them back at yeah. one point in their life will no longer hold, hold them back any any longer. And not just one, two, three, four people, yeah. but actually a whole generation, the whole uh, hundreds of youth, all the youth in your local area and beyond that area. That is God's heart. He's not satisfied with one or two. Yes. He actually has a desire for more than that. Um, and as we're going to kind of um, talk into a little bit more with this um, message, um, we actually get a part in that. We all play a crucial role in seeing God do something significant mm. in your area and in your community. So I'm going to pass it over to Carly. Well, technically, we don't. You guys. Well, we don't, yes. But we get something, uh, we get a part of what God's doing in our area as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, so as we were just preparing and um, in light of that, just really felt led to the story in Luke chapter 5 um, with the paraplegic that was led to Jesus. So um, just as I um, just want to pray really quickly. Um, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word and I pray that it would uh, come in and speak to our hearts and into our lives today. God, wherever yeah. we're feeling it's along the journey of whether we feel close to whether we feel so distant to you, or whether stuff in our life is so uh, messed yeah. up or it kind of feels together. God, would you uh, continually lead us forward into you and every person here um, today, God, would you speak to us 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Luke chapter 5, verse 18. Through to 20, isn't yes. it? Yes. Through to 20. Luke 5, Luke 5, Luke 5. Are you guys there? You're there. I don't I didn't meet Talia. Did I meet Talia? I don't think I met Talia. Chad didn't meet you properly. Maybe one time I can't support Lincoln again, we'll meet. Anyway, um, so in Luke 5, verse 18, this is uh, the story setting the scene is that Jesus is um, gaining popularity. People are just flocking to him mm. because there is so much popularity around him and his words and his teaching mm. and his and his miracles. Um, and so, so many people are at this house when some dudes come in. Mm. So some men came to Jesus carrying a paraplegic man on a stretcher. They attempted to bring him past the crowd and set him down in front of Jesus. But because there were so many people crowding the door, they had no way to bring him inside. So obviously the natural response was to crawl on the roof. <laughs> they dug their way through the roof tiles, lowered the man, stretched and all into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. What I want to know is how they knew exactly which tiles to pick up so that they could like land right in front of Jesus. Poking their head through a couple of tiles, hey? Is this the one with Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so he says, seeing the demonstration of their faith, Jesus said to the paraplegic man, my friend, your sins are forgiven. Mm. Cool stuff, right? It is. It's really, um, it's really cool. Cause, and I want to really, we really, really want to highlight today, like the character of the people that would bring that person. Cause we don't, there's not a, in this version that I've shared, there's not too much of a highlight of these. It was says in other, I think in other versions, there's four people that carried this man mm. to Jesus. And, but it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do that. Mm. Like not everyone in that, in that house actually took this person and, and was part of seeing a miracle happen. It takes certain kind of people, but we want to talk about that. They actually help mm. you guys to be those kinds of people, which take people to Jesus to get healed, to get um, all that they need. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Um, kind of one of the main points that we're going to be talking today is the idea that we each are responsible for our friends and for our connections. Mm. Um, we each are responsible for just like these people carried their friends, right? So they, they, they knew that their friend was in need. They knew that they had, their friend had this stuff going on in their world that they couldn't even deal with, that, this friend, that their friends couldn't even deal with on their own. And they knew that the solution was Jesus, right? In the same way, we actually have that calling for our life. That we are called to be the type of people that see that our friends actually need Jesus in their world. We're called to see that our friends actually need a, a touch of Jesus. They need to know what it's like to be loved unconditionally. They need to know what it's like to live the life that they are called to live. And not just are we called to see this, but we're actually called to, to be the type of people that pick up our friends and bring them into a position yeah. where Jesus can touch and change their life. Because just like we see with this paraplegic man, is they, this man couldn't do it on their own. And yeah. in the same way, our friends actually can't come to Jesus on their own. They need a, a way in. They need somebody to carry them, to walk them on that journey. And that is actually our responsibility. Yeah. 
And when we talk about Jesus, like we're not necessarily talking about, you know, coming to youth on a Friday or coming to church on a Sunday. These are really important things. Um, but more so, we are responsible for taking the message of Jesus Christ into our schools and into our friend groups yeah. and into the people that we have contact with. Yeah. Now, on the topic of, um, um, on, sorry, did I say Friday night youth? We do youth on Friday. Sorry, Sunday night youth, right? Yeah. On the topic of Sunday night youth, here's a, here's a thought that I want to give you to think about. Josh and the team's job, Pastor Josh and the team's job is to create a space where youth can encounter God. They are creating a space where youth can come in. They're going to be loved. They're going to be connected. They're going to be discipled. But the thing is, is you've got to bring the people. Mm. Yeah. Josh and the team actually don't have connection with your friends. They actually don't have connection with the people that you know need to meet Jesus, that you know they have that stuff going on in their world. And if they could just hear a word from God that speaks hope into their situation, that speaks freedom into their situation, that speaks life into their situations, that the things that are holding them back actually wouldn't. But you are actually the only connection that they have with Jesus. Mm. So the team are responsible for creating a space that loves youth, but it's actually our each an individual responsibility for our friends and for our connections. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, and, and here's the thing is that I feel like people are potentially needing um, the truth and the reality of Jesus and his, not just like a good, uh, Oh God, God, like words but his person his his truth his like you know his sense like the fact that you can sense him and know him when you have like that encounter with him maybe in worship people need that now more than ever and i feel like there's potentially more people struggling with depression and anxiety around this time with like covid19 and and isolation and it's cool that school's gone back with this stress there's even more stress and i feel like um in a lot of ways people need jesus now more than ever and they don't necessarily know how to get there. And even uh, I want to encourage you that you actually don't have to be have it all together yourselves. It's like um, you don't have to be perfect or not struggling with these things to be able to say, hey, you're struggling with depression. Or I know I am too, but I know that God's helping me with that. You know, I'm not there yet, but I can help someone along the journey, even though I'm struggling with it too, because it does not disqualify you. All right. Good. Um, so there's a couple of points and we're talking about the people who took this man to Jesus and saw this miracle happen. Is that you? And if we, if we apply that to now, those people weren't qualified. They hadn't done a course in paramedics on how to carry a person. They, they probably, uh, had just attended Jesus, like been around Jesus a little bit and saw that man, this, this guy needs Jesus. Like they, they hadn't done Bible college, surely they hadn't, like, who knows what kind of people they were. They were just doing their normal life stuff. They're just normal, average people. Maybe some of them went to school still. Maybe some of them were old. Who knows? They're, like, there's no description of the fact that they had lived lives which made them qualified to take people to Jesus, but they did it anyway. And I think that that's a real important thing for people to realise no matter where they're at on their life journey is that you, you don't need to have done Bible college or been and gone to church for like 10 years or like 
you know, there's nothing that you need to have ticked off before mm. you can actually help people see Jesus and help people lead people to Jesus. Um, one of the things that I'm really aware of feeling is like, even it, it's, a, it's a feeling, right? Is that you never grow out of that feeling that you, you're disqualified for some reason from actually helping your friend. So you might, your friend might tell you an issue and you're like, oh, heck, um, I'm kind of struggling in that area as well, or whatever like that. And I, even personally, one might think, oh, yeah, now you're, you're a pastor, so you probably feel qualified <laughs> to be able to talk to people about Jesus. But I can tell you that you never grow out of feeling like you're not qualified. Like you don't grow out of, I still struggle with that sometimes. So I'm like, oh, really, I'm not good enough to be able to do this. I don't know everything about the Bible. Like, but like there was no qualification list for how to carry people to Jesus. And there still is no like list of you've got to get this, 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 this ready and right in your life before you can pick up a person and say, hey, there's someone I need you to meet. And they've got the answers that you need. And take them to Jesus. Mm. You don't need to be qualified to carry the stretcher. That's point um, point one there. And then the second point is that these people, the second qualification that actually saw the need and then had the courage to do it. Mm. I think sometimes we look around and we want to, we're like, yeah, God, I want to do awesome things for you. But we want to wait until we're preaching on stage at youth or we want to wait until we get some glorious opportunity. But these people saw the need that this guy potentially was overlooked by every other person that walked into that house and hung out with Jesus that day. Like they pretend no, no one potentially saw them apart from one guy. And then the one guy was like, Hey, we need to take this guy. He's, he needs Jesus. He needs his legs healed. He needs his arms healed. But there is so many opportunities in our day. And sometimes we need to pray, God, would you help me see opportunities to, to say something about you, to, mm. to share about my faith, to, mm. to encourage people in you? Mm. Because it's actually present in our everyday. And you know, sometimes that those people aren't your friends, but they're your parents as well. Mm. Or your family, like extended family. You just need to like see it and then have the courage to do it. And half the time, that's the other battle is actually having the courage mm. to be like, oh, uh, I'm going to have to do this. And, and not just like when it comes to it, it gets pretty hard because you have to walk up on the roof and like potentially face the ridicule of your friends. But there's the needing to see it, see the opportunity and having the courage to do it. And I know that that's something that God actually gives us and he grows us in as we keep stepping out. He makes it easier and easier to do. Just as this, these guys, these four guys did uh, stepped out and um, took this man to Jesus. Yeah, cool. Um, just a couple of more just ideas as we kind of bring it together. Um, God has chosen you to speak into the lives of your friends. And I want that to just pause that for a second. God has chosen you to speak into the lives of your friends. If you're waiting for somebody else to do it, you're going to be waiting a long time. And that's the reality, right? Because I think about that and I think about my workplace. God has chosen me to be the, to speak God to my friends and to people that I know, and I'm probably the only person who can do it. Hmm. And if I'm waiting, 
then I'm missing the point. I am that person. Stop waiting for somebody else to be the person. You are that person. God, um, Jesus is all you need. Um, I think I've got it later on in my notes somewhere. (laughs) Um, Jumping ahead anyway. No, too far ahead. (laughs) He has chosen you to be the person that that brings your friends into a relationship with him. He has chosen you to be that person, even if it's just inviting them to youth, if it's inviting them to Sunday church. You are the chosen one. Stop waiting for somebody else. You are it. Yeah. He is your, you are their plan A. God has set you out to be the plan A. And there is no plan B. So don't wait for a plan B to happen because yeah. it's you. You are it. Yeah. You are the person that God has positioned into, the, into their worlds, into yeah. their lives, into their situations at this time yeah. right now. And don't wait a second longer yeah. because it is right now that you are called to do it. Yeah. It is right now. You, you've gone back into school week one or week two of school. That was week two. Now we're week. Three. We're into yeah. week three. Hey, you're in week three at school, and this is your opportunity to start speaking the life and the truth of Jesus into their world because they are waiting for it. Right? Mm. You are the only person. You are the only person. He has chosen you, and even more, God is actually depending on you. He is depending on you right now. He's put you in a position for this time, for this moment, to see a move start to happen, a revival start to stir in the youth, in the hearts of your friends and your family. Mm. Like he's positioned you, he's depending on you for such a time as this. Um, It's not a time to make excuses. It's not a time to... um, to disqualify yourself even you may feel i'm not good enough i'm this or as carly was talking about before but let me tell you if god's put you there you're qualified yeah and if you've got jesus in your heart you're qualified you don't need anything more than that yeah if jesus if you've accepted jesus into your life you've got the only qualification which you need yeah yeah Read your Bible, though. It's good for you. (laughs) Read your Bible. Pray. It's great. But don't disqualify yourself because God has positioned you for now. Yeah. Um, I really believe that God wants to do something very significant in the youth ministry or in in youth in, in Port Lincoln, right? Yeah. I, I believe that God wants to shake something up. Mm. God wants to stir up something that hasn't been seen in years and years and years. And I actually believe it's going to happen in your generation. Come it's on. going to happen in this day and age. And you actually get to be a part of it. Yeah. You get to be, as, as, I, as I was kind of thinking about this, one of the points I just wanted to um, include. Firstly, don't wait for Josh to do something. Right? Don't wait for Pastor Josh or the team to do something. Do it yourself. Yeah. Right, we can spend so long being like, "Oh, I'm waiting for my youth pastor to start something up in the youth ministry." There is already something happening. It's actually our time. It's your time to start stepping out. It's your time to start speaking the message of Jesus. It's your time to start spreading the light. You are set for this time. You are appointed for this moment Mm. right now. Don't miss it. Yeah. Um, we are the connection of God for our friends. God is waiting for us to do something. Mm. God is, uh, here's a thought, right? Oh, where is that point? I'm missing it. Oh, I'm missing this point. I I mustn't have concluded it. Um, That's all good. Um, God is waiting for a generation that says yes to him. That's what he's waiting for. 
he's not waiting for the next motivational speaker. He's not waiting for like another youth pastor. He, he, he's not waiting for anything. Mm. He's waiting for a generation that makes the decision, I will be the light to my friends. He is waiting for people to go, you know what? I am actually going to start uh, speaking to my friends about Jesus. I'm going to start inviting them to youth. I'm going to start inviting them to church. I'm going to step out in faith yeah. and, and start to live the, the Jesus that I've been taught my whole life. Yeah or taught the last couple of years, I'm going to start stepping out in that. Loving everyone, even when the unlovable people at 100%. school. Whoa. Yeah. He is waiting for a generation, yeah. for a youth, for a young person to say yes. Yeah. And I was thinking, even as I was, I was bike riding this afternoon, and I was thinking, to start a revival, it only takes one. Yeah. One youth. Yeah one youth you could be that youth i was thinking about it right because i was thinking like um how youth ministries like explode and how god starts to move something what happens is there's one youth who gets excited and on fire for god mm. and they're like and, and you know that one youth may look around the youth ministry and be like i don't see anybody else and like anybody my age that's excited and on fire for god but i have this desire in my heart to be on, on fire for god i have this desire in my mm. heart to see my friends to see my friends saved it only takes one youth so this one youth starts to invite their friends right they start to bring their friends in right and then because this one youth is connected to their friends and their friends are coming in and the one youth that invited them is their leader right because the people you bring in, you start to lead into a direction towards God you actually set the benchmark for the youth that are coming in so then it's not one youth that's excited for God you end up with the three youth that's excited for God or two youth that's excited for God. Yeah. Which and becomes which becomes yeah. four, right? Four youth. Yeah. It starts with one. Yeah. You can be that one. Mm. In fact, God has appointed you for this moment to be that one. Yeah. To carry your friends in. Yeah. To carry your friends in. Um, so that is that is the thought that we've got to share today. Oh, Carly has just written time on my notes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I just, yeah, I want to encourage you with that guys is that you, you don't need to disqualify yourselves. You don't need to wait until you finish school to actually do something crazy and awesome for God. And maybe it doesn't, it's not going to look glorious and maybe you're going to be ridiculed because of it. And maybe you're not going to get it right the first time and you might tell someone the wrong thing about God. And it's like, who cares? It's your heart. Come on. And, yeah. and know that every time you step out for him and know that every time you put yourself on the line for him, he sees and he is honored by that decision in your life. And so I want to encourage you today is that your, your decision to step out, but also to, to protect the, um, the relationship that you have in your heart with him is so profoundly wonderful and appreciated by God. Mm -hmm. So right now, we'll just close in prayer. Yeah. Um, Holy Spirit, we thank you for this amazing youth ministry filled with um, such powerful and, and strong and um, purpose-filled young people, God. 
we thank you, Holy Spirit, for every person that's going to listen back to this after, um, every person that's here. And, and God, I just pray for a, a, an encouragement to them and their lives, that they have what they need, that they are positioned for such a time as this for their friends and for their family, that they um, don't need to have anything else in their life other than you. You are the qualifier and they have what got what they what it takes. And God, I pray for, for them to be able to see opportunities and for them to be able to take them in Jesus' name, maybe even this week we pray. Amen. 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 You guys